When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Hawks Fans, your boy Bryce Lewis, back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast episode. Back with more Hawks coverage for all Hawks fans and also NBA casuals as well. So let's talk about what's on today's slate today in Believe in Hawks. We're going to talk about Hawks loss to the Boston Celtics. Let's break down what happened there. Some encouraging things and some things obviously uh, that are not going to be encouraging moving forward. Obviously, we got to talk about Jalen Johnson being hurt out for about a month to a month and a half, how, the, how that will impact the team. We'll also quickly recap the Hawks' win over the Washington Wizards on Saturday, and then we'll t- preview the week ahead for the Hawks as well as they have some pretty good teams that they have to play coming up this week. So there's a lot to actually talk about on today's episode. I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Like I can say, guys, before we get into this, please, if you're watching me on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, show your boys some love, appreciate all of that. If you listen to the audio, leave a rating, leave a review, give your thoughts, appreciate all types of feedback from you guys, and I just also appreciate you guys letting me be a part of your day. And also, shout out to Believe Network again for giving me this platform to be able to talk about Hawks basketball with all of you as well. But let's go ahead and dive into it. So the Hawks, Sunday evening, lost to the Boston Celtics. 113 to 103 in a game where first I just want to say officiating was awful. <laughs> um, I believe that the NBA, because they want the full-time refs to spend more time with their families, um have some of the part-time refs, uh, some of the guys who aren't who aren't, you know, like I said, the full-time guys. Um, so maybe some G League refs, maybe some guys that are in development, uh, refing in this game. And the ref tonight, I don't know his name, uh, struggled a lot. Uh, there were a lot of bad calls, teed up the Hawks twice in the first quarter quickly. Uh, that's not ideal, clearly. Um, it was one of those things where you could tell, you know, we've always talked about officiating in general, the full-time referees and how shaky that can be. And then, you know, you bring in guys who are part-time guys, maybe refing G League games or other games that are not the level of the NBA and dealing with the same players in the NBA, and then you're seeing that fall off. And tonight I think we saw that. Now, I also want to preface this in saying that I am not blaming this entire game on that, but I just want to make a point on that early because I think a lot of people would agree with me. The Boston game was badly officiated. But anyway, let's get into actual basketball. So... The Hawks in this game, overall, I actually think the Hawks didn't play that bad. I, I mean, you know, Boston had lost two starters, clearly. But you still have Chase and Tatum and Jalen Brown. You're probably your two best players. So you still had to go against the brunt of who they are, who've been there through it all. You know, you still got Derek White, really, really good player. 
um, you know, Horford. He's been there for the last couple of years, veteran guy. You know, they and then they got, you know, some some decent bench pieces. But so it was still gonna be a tough matchup for this team. And obviously, just playing Boston in general is viewed as a bad matchup for the Hawks, usually, especially with Jalen Johnson not playing. But I actually didn't think they played that bad overall. I mean, if you look at the stats, the Hawks shot 41% from the field. So that wasn't good, which we will get into more. But they hit 19 threes in the game. So they hit threes. Boston only made 13. So in terms of the three-point battle, Hawks won that. Free throw shooting tonight wasn't that good. Only shooting 63% from the field, 12 and 19. That obviously is something the Hawks usually are pretty decent at. Tonight just wasn't good. They lost by 10. If you hit at least like, if you if you if you hit all of them, now it's a a, a, ten, a three point game, right? Also, Hawks only had 15 total assists tonight. Usually they're a little bit higher on the assists, usually in the 20s. Uh, so they clearly did not move the ball as well tonight as they've done throughout the season, which has also helped them be such an offensive juggernaut this season so far and be one of the highest rated offense ratings and scoring teams in the game because of the back they can move the ball because it's a more motion offense under Quinn Snyder. So tonight Boston was able to kind of stifle that in the game and you only got 15 assists out of it. Rebounding, I think, was the biggest story. And especially in a game against the Celtics, because when Clint Capella played, he, he, he did a pretty good job, you know, rebounding. But in a matchup against the Boston Celtics, Clint Capella is not going to play a lot because it's just not a great matchup, especially when Porzingis is back. It's just they're going to spread him out. He's not going to be much of a threat in the paint because he'll be at the three-point line. And then also, I mean, we we know what he is offensively. We know he's not the best free throw shooter. This is kind of a – this team, Boston, is a game. And if we played him again in the playoffs, it's a series for a guy like Yeka Kongu, which we'll get into more on him in a second. Because of the fact that they're just so versatile, they could switch everything. Uh, you know, they can play different brands of basketball. Uh, and I think you know Clint Capella just doesn't work well with that. Yeka Kongu does, which he did not play that well tonight. But the Hawks lost the rebounding battle by 15, 58 to 43. Boston had 18 second chance opportunities, second off, second uh, eight to 18 offensive rebounds. I mean that. That in of itself is 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 what has killed the Hawks in previous games as well. People have just talked about the team is small, the team is not that big, which is true. They're not a very big team. The Hawks aren't, so they usually have to gang rebound. And then even Jalen, even though he's not the biggest, you know, uses athleticism to help rebound in that regard. But the thing about it is. And this is why I'll get into a Yeka Kangu. It's just the overall team aspect. If you if you look at the stats, if, if you look at the stats tonight, DeAndre Hunter had his third straight consecutive solid game. Like he seems like he's gotten his shot back. I always said that when he injured his finger, his shot just did not work. And it didn't seem like he was in it. He also wasn't taking a lot of shots. Like I said, DeAndre was only taking like seven, eight shots. It's hard to be a game changer like that, unless you're making on like six out of eight every game in that regard. He's been taking more shots. He's been getting more results. He played 40 minutes tonight, which may be more of what has to happen with Jalen Johnson out him playing more minutes just because they don't have a lot of depth behind him 
that maybe is reliable. And also, they just don't have a lot of fours. Trey Young had another good game today, 33 points. I mean, he's been back to the scoring tray that we've always known and loved. It seems like he seems to be back. He seems like his shot's going again. Um, started off better, started off hot early, kind of was a little bit shaky as the game went on, but still finished with 33, but and still had a, like a, a decent game overall. DeJounte Murray uh, really hurt us tonight. Um, he didn't score his first field goal to the fourth quarter. And for someone who's considered the second best player on this team, that is just, that's unacceptable. You you have to play better. I mean, and listen, this isn't me thinking DeJounte can't or anything like that. It's just in the grand scheme of it, DeJounte had to play better tonight for this team to have a chance. If they could just get one more player tonight to play better, they would have had a chance to beat Boston tonight. That's what I mean by I don't think the team overall played bad. They just didn't get enough contributions from certain people. He just he, he just wasn't great tonight. I mean, 0 of 6 from 3, 2 of 13 from the field. I mean, it just, for a guy who played 34 minutes, 6 points, and your second best player is just not going to cut it. You, and, you, and against these types of teams, against the Bostons of the world and the Sixers of the world, you have to have your best players playing well because you're not beating them by hoping the reserves can, can just step up. That may be able to get you a game in a series, but that's not going to help you win a series. You're going to use your stars. Trey Young played well, but DeJounte needed to play better tonight as well. And, and hopefully, you know, he was the guy who was consistent when Trey was struggling. Now Trey just seems to be getting his shot. And now let's see if DeJounte can, you know, kind of get himself back, you know, get himself back in order. Because uh, like I said, tonight, him, his performance did not really help this team at all. And they needed him tonight and they just couldn't come up for him. Bay has been a guy, has seven points tonight. A guy who has, to me, has always been very wildly inconsistent this season. He's had some strong games. The last few games, he's actually been pretty decent. Got the start today with Jalen out and just, again, struggles defensively against Boston. Clearly, they attack him. Um, and then he didn't really give you anything offensively. His three-point shot actually hasn't been as good as it usually is. Uh, I think that's also something that is is um underrated because you know when we traded for him last year he was shooting over 40 percent from three over 40 percent from three he was really big in terms of just what he was doing from the three-point line for us and really helped open up the offense more this year it hasn't been the same it, it just hasn't you know his career average is 36 percent the season, he's shooting 36%. So it, it, it's not that he's shooting that bad. But it just feels like the consistency that we need from him right now isn't there. Because he had his best three-point shooting year last year with us in the second half of the year. He had his best year in Detroit, his rookie year, actually, with 38%. And then, like I said, so far this year, he's only given us 36%. Bay has to become more consistent, especially with Jalen out, to help ease that that blow. We're going to need Jalen to kind of – I mean, Jalen, we're going to need Shadiq to kind of step up and play a little bit better. He's been good when he can get some turnovers. Obviously, he's a big, strong guy. I always am supporting him getting to the rim, getting and ones. That's something that seems to have gotten him into these games before if the shot from the outside isn't going, is that he can get inside, get a foul, and is strong enough to finish plays and finish at the rim. So, you know, I think 
for him too, I would love to see Bay take more free throws as well. I think he could be a reason he can he, he, he can shoot free throws. I think he needs to maybe look at trying to draw more fouls because that's something he can do as well with his with his stature. So I think that Bay needs to figure out you're going to be the guy, how you can be effective because they're going to need him. They're going to need him. Simple as that. And like I said, Clint Capella, I mean, like he's just not a good matchup for the Celtics. He only played 21 minutes tonight. I mean, that that's pretty much what you probably are going to get from Clint Capella against Boston. Is, is, is if, if he could get you about eight to 10 boards in those 20 minutes, you're sat, you're satisfied. I mean, you're not really expecting much else from him against this team. Realistically, you're not expecting a lot. Get to the bench now. Bogdanovich, another great game, 23 points. He was solid tonight, seven rebounds. I mean, Bogdanovich has been great during this, this, this stretch of games. Even during the losing streak, he was scoring the ball. Like, he... We saw it in the FIFA tournament this past offseason, and we're seeing it now. He, you know, he has a green light. You know, he's had some nights where he didn't shoot as well, but he shoots it. He definitely does what Quinn Snyder wants the team to do, have a green light, shoot, go, because he is capable of when he gets on on track, he can light it up, and he lit it up. He had seven threes tonight. Seven threes just from him alone. So, you know, because I said the Hawks, had 19 threes tonight. Trey, Hunter, and Bogey all combined for 18 of those. 18 of those three came from three players, which is the further issue of just not getting enough support from other guys. But he had a big negative type. You know, Bogdanovich, always reliable, always consistent. Ayaka Kangu, um, He's a guy who really had a bad he, – he didn't have a good night tonight. Uh, he was out-effort, out-rebounded, out-hustled by Al Horford tonight, which is unexcusable for him. We need more from Ayeka Okongu. This was Ayeka Okongu's chance to really kind of, you know, really make an impression. Because these these are the types of teams that he will probably be like, Ayeka, we need you out there against them. And he didn't, he didn't show up tonight. And Ayeka's been very inconsistent this season as well which has been a big theme of this season for this entire Hawks team is inconsistency. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. They're just, and they're trying to develop those habits of consistency under Quinn Snyder. But Ayaka didn't, he didn't have a good game tonight. He, he was completely a non-factor in a game where this could have been a really good game for him to make an impact. Again, if him or DeJounte had a good game tonight, we could have beat Boston tonight. And we didn't get a good game from either one of those players. Not anything close. So I know a lot of people mentioned on Twitter, social, uh, about Yekka's play as well. Um, we just got to get more out of him. I mean, I don't know if it's more running things for him. I don't know if it's trying to maybe have him shoot more. I don't know why he was – I don't know if he just didn't have energy tonight. I don't know why he wouldn't have had energy tonight. I mean, no, I know we played a back-to-back, but, I mean, Yekka, I don't I don't think he should have tired legs. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, listen, this is listen, the NBA season, man, is a grind. Like, Players have said, man, traveling, doing all the stuff they do, it wears on you more than you think, than the than the average fan thinks. So it's like, yeah, we had a great game, then you got to fly. Remember, you're flying. Even though it's first class, you're flying. You're still, you know, that they got to take about the air miles, the air, the, the you know, the, the uh, you know, jet lag and all that. Come back, play another 48-minute game. Like, I mean, some nights you ain't going to have it. And maybe that was that for Yekka, but we, we needed him tonight. 
because he's going to have to be like the main force at that center position against a team like the Boston Celtics. If the Hawks, if they played him in a playoff series, they're going to even have a chance against them. He has to play better. So, Yeka has to give us more. Now, in terms of the rotation, tonight you saw A.J. Griffin come off the bench early, and you also saw Wesley Matthews. This is probably going to be the rotation moving forward. You might see some Garrison Matthews in there as well from time to time. If this is how this is going to go with A.J., A.J. did not make score score at all tonight. Um, 0-5 for the field. Had four rebounds and assists. Actually didn't play that terribly defensively tonight. Made some good rotations and stuff like that. Got credit for that. But th- this is going to be AJ's opportunity, and this is going to be AJ's chance to, to show Quinn that he deserves um, uh, that, that knife spot more consistently when Jalen comes back. Like, he has to – this this is his chance. He played – listen, he didn't play a lot of minutes tonight overall, Right? He didn't, he didn't play. I remember DeAndre had to play 40 minutes tonight. Which, realistically, if you're Quinn, you don't want DeAndre playing 40 minutes. Tonight. Like, you realistically don't want to do that this early in the regular season. You're going to need guys like AJ. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Griffin to step up. Because he he's going to have to play that three. So when they move DeAndre to the four, you know, you have someone who can play that. And him and Wesley. Um, AJ has to, you know, show up and, and kind of, sh- you know, people have been asking for AJ all season. When is AJ going to play? Why is he not playing? And why does he not trust him? Listen, this is AJ's opportunity. You got four to six weeks to show him that you deserve to be in the rotation firmly when Jalen gets back. If you give us nights like tonight, that's going to justify him not playing you. Because like I said, if DeAndre Hunter has to play 40 minutes a night, and obviously that also could be affected by Bay. And then also DeAndre played well tonight. So those things can also impact why he played 40. But I mean, if you're not getting anything from AJ, it's like I, you're not giving me a reason to keep you in the game. And so this is this is like I said, AJ's opportunity to to show that and to really show Quinn Snyder that he he's ready to be a, a big, maybe a, a part of what this team wants to be overall. So he's going to take advantage of these opportunities because he's, he's going to get them now. He because because literally he has to. I mean, there's it's hard to not play him. You know, I mean, yeah, you could play Garrison Matthews and Wesley Matthews, and there may be a night they go with that and don't play AJ. Maybe I'm not. I'm not going to throw that out as a potential possibility. But if this, if but he came off the bench quickly because listen, they need a backup three. When Bay and Hunter are in the game, when Bay goes to the bench, Hunter goes to four, you need a backup three, AJ stepping in. Same thing. If Bay goes to the if, if Hunter goes to the bench, you may move. I mean, Bay's already a four. You need to you need to have, have Hunter's replacement. You bring in AJ. Uh and obviously, you know, in terms of Wesley Matthews, I mean, he's not a guy who's gonna 
light up the scoreboard anymore. You just need him to hit a couple of threes, two, three threes a game. If you get that out of him and get some solid defense, I mean, you're pretty much satisfied. Same thing with Garrison Matthews. Hit a couple of threes, get some solid defense. You're pretty happy with that. So, I mean, overall, like I said, in this game, the Hawks, I don't feel like played terribly, but they just didn't get the players that they needed in a game against this team did not play well. And that's what made them lose this game, especially in a game where that Boston didn't have their full guys either. So, you know, I, I you know about Hawks end up back 500 because of that tough, but that's how it is. So obviously, you know, you get back to the drawing board and you try to figure it out. You know, you play this, this team three more times and, you know, we'll we'll see what the second matchup looks like. Obviously, so you know we'll 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 have to see how all of that ends up going for this team. So now let's talk about Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson reported out four to six weeks. Doesn't have a fracture. Luckily, it's not broken. He'll be reevaluated. They said in about three to four weeks, probably four. Um, big loss. For the team. I mean, he was emerging as a two-way star. He was emerging as, you know, potentially the third star for this team. A guy who could do it on both ends. A guy who who I feel like he's our explosive player. Can dunk, chase down block, uh, play complete, he can defend other teams' best players. You know, he's been, he's been shooting great from three. I think they said he's shooting 40%. That's incredible for a guy who struggled from three last year. The strides he's made, three-point shooting-wise, has been big for this team. I mean, he he was really emerging into a guy who was also in the most improved player of the year running as well. I mean, Jalen Jalen's going to be a big loss. Um, what the Hawks have to do while he's hurt is they're going to have to rely on the offense a little bit more, which is, I mean, something that you could say they've already been doing anyway, but especially now, but they're going to have to, you know, really rely on offense to get them over the hump. Cause I mean, obviously I know defensively they were still having struggles anyway, you know, with Jalen, but he did some things well and helped them do some other things that, you know, were crucial. Now you don't have him and you're losing a guy who could get you 20, 15 to 20 a night uh, and also give you good defense. So guys like Bay, guys like AJ, like I said, guys like Wesley, guys like, you know, DeAndre all have to kind of step up in his absence to kind of fill that gap that he's left. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, best case scenario is that he's only out four weeks. He can get back on the court. Um, Obviously, we'll see how the Hawks might handle it. Wrist injuries are kind of uh, different different to view. I would say because it's more about the player's comfortability and pain. If he's still experiencing pain, you probably don't want to play him. If he doesn't feel any pain and, you know, listen, luckily, I believe it's not his shooting hand or it's not his shooting hand. So it's in terms of that, that's more of just, are you experiencing pain? Do you feel fine? Do you have flexibility in it? Can you use it? Okay, cool. If it's your shooting hand, now it's like, can you shoot? Do you feel comfortable? Does it feel weird? You know, actually, that's affected. Like you actually scoring the ball is affected by that. 
You just want to make sure, okay, is it fine? Is it healthy? Is it safe? Are you good to go? If he's good, he'll be back. If not, we'll see. But four to six weeks is probably a good range. Obviously, I know the play that he got injured on on the fast break of Kyle Kuzma defending it. A lot of people were upset about Kuzma's being aggressive there. He, he They said you weren't going to get the block. Why would you even try to contest that? You know, people were making jokes like, oh, and or in a way of like, listen, y'all don't play defense. Why y'all trying to play defense there? So obviously that was tough. Um, losing him. And like I said, Hawks are gonna have to kind of figure out how to, you know, maintain without him. Because you also are now entering a stretch of your schedule that you're not playing super duper easy teams. You're you're playing some pretty good teams coming up. And um, you're going to have to make it without him for a month, which could be good for this team because if you can make it without him for a month, that makes you feel like, okay, it's like we're playing better basketball. Jalen's coming back. All right. Maybe the team can start really picking up here. But if the team struggles a lot while Jalen Johnson is gone, that is a sign of, especially when you know there's a lack of depth at the four and three, probably tells the front office we need to improve some depth there. And then we'll see what that consists of. We'll see what a potential move could consist of in that situation. So something that to keep an eye on, like I said, sucks for Jalen. He's been a breakout candidate for most improved player. He seems like he might develop into a, he, he, he should develop into a star. And the biggest thing with him I've always said is he doesn't even know how good he really is. It's one of those guys who's like, he doesn't realize you really could be like him. If you really just put in the work and grind and put your head into it, you could become a game-changing player. That's the type of skill set that Jalen Johnson has. So, like I said, sucks that he's hurt. Wish him a healthy recovery. Wish him a quick recovery. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this Hawks team does, you know, without him. And, and speaking of what's coming up, the week ahead for the Hawks, they play their final in-season tournament game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hawks are not officially eliminated, but they pretty much need to win and then have, like, five other teams lose for them to even get into the second, to get into the next round, which is unlikely, you know. Um, Cleveland is nine and eight. They won tonight. Obviously a, a, a team that, you know, has given the Hawks some issues in the past. Uh, you're in Cleveland for that game too. So, I mean, you, you want to try to get back and win that game and, you know, get back over 500 again. Uh, so you, you're trying to get ready for that, that last in-season tournament game. Then you got the Spurs on Thursday. We're going to Hawks get to see Victor Wimanyama for the first time. Uh, we'll see how that will be an interesting matchup against our bigs with him, just knowing the type of player he is. And just against the Spurs in general, uh, not really doing that great this year, 3 or 14, one of the worst teams in the league, which is to be expected. But, you know, a team that, you know, if you don't, if you don't play well, they can beat you. Uh, they like to play with a lot of pace, which obviously the Hawks are top five in pace of play anyway. So that probably fits more into that game, but I wouldn't be surprised if that potentially could be even a high scoring game as well. Then this Saturday, they got the Milwaukee Bucks coming into town. Uh, obviously the Bucks, you know, looking to, you know, get some revenge for what happened when they were in Milwaukee last time. Hawks go back to Milwaukee this time. And, you know, Bucks are playing much better basketball than they did when we played them the first time earlier this season, which gave the Hawks their first win of the season. So 
you know, obviously that will be a game to keep an eye on. And then that following Monday, you'll play the defending champion Denver Nuggets. So, like I said, not an easy stretch of games, maybe outside of San Antonio coming up for this team. Without Jalen Johnson, we'll have to see how this team responds and see how they how they do without him and everything like that. And then, like I said, quick, uh, I forgot to almost do this. Quickly recap Washington Wizards game. Pretty much Hawks dominated that game from start to finish. Um, Washington, they're not a good team. They don't defend. They're not a good just team overall. They had injuries. Jordan Poole was out that game. The crowd was extremely lifeless that game. You could, If you watched the game live, you knew how lifeless that crowd was. Definitely seems like a pretty dead franchise right now in Washington. So I hate I hate it for for the fans and I hate it for certain players on that team. But uh, they they just, just that third quarter of the Hawks really blew it wide open, never looked back, and you could just tell like this just was like eh. yeah you could you just feel the energy from the Wizards. They weren't motivated. They weren't driven. They weren't their desire was not high. It was it's one of those things, man, where it was just like you could tell like. The Hawks should probably be able to handle this, and they did, and they were able to do that. So that was big for them to get that win over them and just be able to, um, you know, just just get back over 500 when they won that game. So who uh, went all in the season series against the Wizards this year, which is good, and which the Hawks took care of business in that game. But overall, like I said, 8-8 eight and eight right now. Got Cleveland coming up Tuesday. Big week for the Hawks. Let's see how they respond. Right now, Owen won out Jalen Johnson, but I don't feel like they played terribly tonight. They just didn't get good performances from key guys. And we'll see if they'll bounce back uh, this Tuesday. Obviously, I'll keep you guys covered here on Believe on Haw- in Hawks. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to stay on top of that for you guys. Like I say, guys, before I go, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like the video, please. Appreciate you. All the love and support that you guys get me, drive me every day to continue to give you the content that we, the Hawks fans, want. <laughs> and it just, you know, just 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 love you guys for sure. So, like I said, it's your boy Bryce Lewis, man. We'll see you next time. So you believe in the Hawks podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.